You're listening to the Chelsea Zerna Podcast, a podcast that inspires conscious leaders to live meaningful lives and to get in touch with the deepest parts of the human experience. My name is Chelsea Zerna, and I'm an embodied leadership coach with the mission of rewilding the feminine back into society. Each week, I have a conscious conversation with best-selling authors, inspiring leaders, and revolutionary humans who aren't afraid of stepping into the unknown and exploring the greatest truths of life. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Chelsea Zerna Podcast. I'm sitting here with Eddie Evolves. He is an incredible embodiment coach and also one of my favorite people in this world. And today we are going to be talking about intuitive leadership. It is always a pleasure connecting with you and diving into deep topics like this because we are, we've worked together many, many times. And we, while we were living in Tulum, it was so amazing creating events with you. And not only that, but really you are a symbol for transformation and like emotional intimacy and just like deepening connection to emotion. And for me, it's like almost, it's like healing because I feel that I can go into my emotion and my experience deeper. It's almost like you're a permissionary for that. So thank you for being that in my life and also bringing that into my business. Wow. What a, what a heartfelt like introduction there. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm super stoked to be on this podcast and expand more into all of that with you here over the next, uh, however much time we happen to go on for. (laughs) I love the intuition there. There's no plan. It's just very intuitive. It's actually how we, we hosted all of our events that we did. Eddie and I used to host an event called the Temple of Connection. It was basically workshops for people in Tulum that would go into their emotions and authenticity and vulnerability. And we always showed up with no plan and that scared the shit out of me. And you were like, no, this is great. And it like going <laughs> on this journey with you was like, oh my God, it was so amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it's fun. I mean, and and don't get me wrong. I like structured events too, but it can be so fun to just like be in that, in that, like, yeah, let's just show up and and see what happens while also trusting ourselves to do that. It's not like we we don't, we can't do anything, but just going in without, without that plan was so powerful. And that was super fun for me too. For sure. And it was almost like we always, you and I together have so many tools. We have like a whole toolbox of tools So we're just being present, showing up, and then using the tools as we need them. And that is such a place for me of mastery. And it was like actually one of the scariest places to sit because I always have a plan and always have structure. I'm like the queen of structure. And, you know, I've been on this journey for the last few years of diving in completely into my intuition, going off the beaten path, diving into the unknown. But still, when it came to facilitating... That was something I wasn't comfortable with. And I feel that I was able to like do that because I was doing it with you and you're so well-versed in that space. Mm, yeah. I mean, it, it truly is an art to be able to facilitate or be the, be the person that people might look to as the leader of a group 
in such a way that can also um, get everybody involved where, where we're really just listening to the energy of everybody and asking, what do they need right now? Like, what would be the highest desire in this space? What would be the thing that, that, that how can we anticipate the needs of the group before the group even feels like they have the need? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And part of what we were doing was asking everyone to express their intention. And then from that place, just like listening to the energy on the spot and responding to that without having an agenda and also without establishing ourselves as leaders. It was more this co-created space where for sure we were holding the space and leading, but we were also in this like co-creation in a way where they Mm -hmm. were just as much part of it as we were, which created this almost like neutrality of energy. There wasn't a hierarchy and everyone was like equal and that felt really good to be in that space. Yeah. Yeah, I love those containers too because it gets it gets us as like leaders or facilitators off of this pedestal and it gets us all into that human place of like okay, let's just let's just see what we have to offer. Let's just do the best that we can and honor that everybody has some sort of gift. You know, like there was the the experiences even outside of Temple Connection, um, like when we hosted the first Share Your Magic out in Tulum. And that was literally like, yo, imagine that I wasn't even here. Imagine that I just dipped out. Would you guys still be able to hold this container? How would how would it happen? And that's when everybody gets to really think about like, what do I have to offer in this space? And there's it, sometimes it can be easy to think like, oh, I don't, but that's when people start to really like start to question and be like, okay, what, what's needed here? And if I have a need for something, I can either create it or ask for it. And whether that is making food or leading a workshop or doing any other kind of thing, there's, there's so much, there's so much potential when, when other people can get involved too. Yeah. And one thing I really love about that, it kind of feels like that's where the whole world is heading into this place of, empowering leadership within the people that are actually there instead of having these roles and all these people that are assigned to doing certain things. It's almost just this space of, okay, you came to this event. Now you're here. What do you want to do with it? And then it also like, for me, it feels like it empowers people to, instead of just sitting through a workshop and saying, oh, I don't like this, or this isn't resonating. It empowers them to actually speak up and ask for what they want. You know, instead of like going to something that they maybe paid for, maybe didn't, and they're there and just like, oh my God, this is a waste of time, whatever, or this is the best thing ever, regardless of what the experience it is, it empowers almost like taking action and how you want to create your world. And it kind of brings us back to sovereignty because we're all creating our own worlds in every moment. And we have those choices all the time, whether we think we're leading or not. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love what you spoke to there around um, empowering people to speak up if if something isn't feeling good. And even um, can I swear on this podcast, by the way? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I mean, I was gonna say like the full body yes, or getting everybody to be in that full fuck yes on is what we're doing what you really want to do right now, not just something where you're like, oh, I'm at this thing and they're doing this, and I don't want to really do that. So other, so when, and when that happens as a participant, cause I've been in that space too, people start to either go try to get their needs met elsewhere by either potentially leaving the event 
or going to create a whole different thing within it of people going to talk outside or whatever and kind of create a new thing. Or it can be an opportunity to shift that. And even as, um, as facilitators, and, and when I'm in this position too, I try to, I try to really note how, how other people are feeling. Um, and even as an example here, I was leading a, I was leading an event a couple of months ago and we were doing this ecstatic dance and everybody had spoken to this desire in the circle to do some ecstatic dancing. And we got this ecstatic dance going and everybody was like in it, getting really activated and having a lot of fun for, for maybe like five minutes. And then at a certain point, people kind of start to like scatter a little bit and go get some water and start to talk. And then the people that are still left on the dance floor are like, they're kind of moving, but you can tell that it's not the same level of excitement as how it was before. And I was sitting with that and I was, I was looking at everything and I was like, okay, what, what could happen to bring everybody together here? Cause clearly there's some stuff, there's some stuff happening. And at a certain point, I literally just slowly turned down the music to a stop. And I was just like, Hey, I want to take a sec to just revisit with you guys. Um, how are we feeling? Who's a fuck yes to continue dancing? And everybody was just quiet. Nobody said anything. Nobody was a solid yes to it. And so I was like, okay, cool. We don't need to keep dancing. What do you guys want to do? And again, people are like kind of quiet. And so there's this, there's this tendency and I've had this in myself too, right? But there's this tendency for people not to speak up for their needs or not even really acknowledge their needs, not even think about the fact that they can acknowledge their needs or how they're feeling, but then creating a space to do that of like, Hey, so maybe we're not going to do some ecstatic dancing, but like, what, what, what do you want to do? Like, what, what do you desire? What are you craving right now as a feeling or an emotion that, and what can we do to help, help support that? And that opens up whole other, a whole world of other options that we can go down to. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. And I think that that's really crucial to acknowledge that a lot of people don't know their needs because sometimes when they you know were growing up they didn't think it was safe or their needs weren't met Mm -hmm. and so like I feel like across the world we're going through this reclamation of our needs not from a place of neediness but from a place of actually establishing what we need to feel good in a space to thrive and to acknowledge that and then actually speaking it is an entire separate thing where speaking up is like a fear for a lot of people or it's a challenge for a lot of people. I was at a a dinner recently with a guy that I really liked and we were were at this like blindfolded dinner and he was um, talking to somebody else the entire time. And I was just sitting there really sad because I'm like, wow, you invited me on this date and now we're all blindfolded. And 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 the, I wish I could have just spoken up and asked for what I needed and just said, you know what, I really would love to connect with you. I'm here on this date. And instead, I sat there quiet and just really sad about it. And it's like there's these like moments where we can really just say, there's something here that I'm needing how can I actually ask for what I need and be met in that? And that takes vulnerability because the vulnerable part isn't me telling the story. The vulnerable part is actually me saying it in the moment yes. and not knowing how it's going to be received, like acknowledging my emotion and speaking it. That's the vulnerable part. Yep. 
Oh, that is, that's huge too. And that, I mean, that brings us into a whole, whole other space that we can go into around that, that aspect of expression. And like, it can be such an edge to say that because then we don't know what's going to happen. Like you said, people that might grow up with, with, with having unmet needs where if they speak up for it, like, Hey, I really want this. I really want to eat right now. I really want to go to the park or something like that. And then you're just met with, no, we can't do that. No, we're going to do this instead. That, that can create this belief that we're powerless over changing certain circumstances or think that everything else has more, um, yeah, more, more power than what we have. And yeah. even just be able to express that, not from a place of needing that to look a certain way or needing to control a scenario, but really just to be like, hey, I have this need right now. And then honoring that for yourself and then seeing how things unfold from there. Because that's an opportunity because prior that need wasn't addressed and it may not seem like there's a problem. For sure. And then it leads to, now once the need is expressed, there's this place of, okay, how is it going to be received and met? Do I have to meet it within me or can this person that I'm asking to meet it help me in that? Will they be able to meet the requests that I have? And they have the right to say no. And then from that place, really honoring their need of the no, right? Because they're honoring their needs and and saying no. So then it's also like, okay, perfect. We spoke our need. We spoke up and they just spoke their need and they spoke up. So that's like the beauty of it, right? Like we now both are in a place of honoring our needs, which means there's probably something even better for both of us that we haven't even thought of. If both of these things are a no, now we have the opportunity to get really creative and find out what that full fuck yes actually is. Yes. Yes. Maybe that's what we did in the dance. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Cause, cause we can be in that place where like, I wasn't even feeling the dance at that point. It'd be different if, I mean, maybe, maybe it would be different if I was feeling that dance and I was just like, so in it. And I was like, yes, let's do it. But I'm, I'm, I can very much feel other people with where they're at. And especially when I'm in a facilitating role of like leading at that kind of container, I'm like, okay, what can I do to help people feel a certain way while all of us feel that? So even if I would have just been having fun, it wouldn't feel good to know that nobody else is in that same place. And so we get to listen on like, where's that, where's that intersection between everything that we desire and somewhere in that we can we can find that meeting point, even if it's completely different from what either of us are doing or imagine that we might get into. Totally. And when we find that place of desire, that's when we can start really living life. Because a lot of people don't meet their needs and they'll never be able to get to the desire because they don't even start from the need. The need has to come before the desire, right? If you're not getting your needs met, there's no way you can even operate in the place of desire. And desire is the place of manifestation and actually creating the life that we want. So if we aren't even meeting the lower parts of ourselves, we can never rise into the parts of ourselves where we can start living in that place of pure potentiality, where we can actually bring anything that we want into our space. We're operating from this place of maybe even predictability or even lower than that, which is like, I don't even believe that I am worthy of this, or I don't even believe that I can state this, or I don't even know what it is that I need because I'm not in touch with it, which, 
you know, I have compassion for that journey too, because it's a journey really figuring out what you need and then moving beyond that into these other stages. It's an art for real. Yeah. And it takes like, I, I really want to take a sec to acknowledge the journey too. And I'd even love to hear your experience on this too. But for me, it's been a journey of radical self-love, just like you said, feeling worthy of our needs being valid. And it's taken a lot to even get to a point where I feel safe to speak up about things. Because prior, I was just always putting myself so down and thinking I had to play small and just just witness, just just be a part, of, be, be kind of like a participant or just watch mm-hmm. an experience, but not be able to actually step fully into the circle and be like, okay, I have a place at the table too. Wow, that's so powerful. Thank you for expressing that. Yeah, when you started to when you started to speak, I actually felt myself saying, "Oh no, I I felt I felt worthy, I felt self-love." But I had the exact same experience when I was younger. I would watch people having a really joyful experience, like dancing, like doing all these wild things, and part of me was like, "Oh my god, I wish I could do that." And part of me was like, "But I'm not going to." Like, I can't put myself out there. I don't want to look weird. Or I, 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 And it wasn't until I started getting really comfortable with ecstatic dance in about 2018 that I broke through this barrier and I was actually able to start expressing myself. And that was how I started expressing my needs and my wants and my, my voice more, you know, and my desires. It was like, actually, me being in touch with my body allowed my voice to open And I started forming a new relationship with how I felt comfortable in spaces because I was comfortable in my own body. And therefore, I was able to kind of be comfortable being radiant and being seen. It was like a fear of being seen for me for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because when we express something that contradicts what's already going on, you're definitely going to be seen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which then creates the, the the vulnerability of you'll be seen yep. and you could be seen in your lightness and you can be seen in your judgment mm-hmm. or shadow. And that's mm-hmm. like, ah, are people going to like me then? Am I going to be accepted? And all these things start to come up. Yeah. Because sometimes doing that exposes the shadow too. Yeah. You might think like, oh, I've got this need and it's going to be nice for me to bring it up. But then all of a sudden you bring something up. And it exposes a way that you were like judging somebody or an assumption that you made. And all of a sudden you're sitting there looking at it, or at least this has been the case for me sometimes. Like when I'll speak to something that's edgy, it's not always this thing where I get what I want afterwards, but I'm always able to see what was happening. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's that I we get into a better scenario. Sometimes it's been that I get something to look at and then just go get to be in my own world of sitting with that for a little bit. Mm, it's like a personal growth moment where yeah. you're speaking up and 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 then looking at that thing from a, another lens. Yeah, I resonate with that too. And I think in any case, speaking up will either bring you exactly what you want and actually meeting that, or it'll bring consciousness and awareness to what maybe was hidden before. And mm-hmm. either way, it's a win. So speaking in general is always like the path. And I, it's like something that communication specifically is something that I'm really focused on deepening 
and expanding even more. Like I love helping other people step into their voice, but there's so much that I want to deepen within myself on how even to communicate and deepen my vulnerability from a place of presence and emotion and connection to myself, but from a place of empowerment, you know, I think that's an art to dance on that line as well. Totally. Yeah. I'm I'm taking a lot of that in right now too, because there's even, even more like breakthroughs and realizations happening while we're, while we're in this conversation right now for me too. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And you know, when we were facilitating, I think the thing that gave me the biggest confidence was being able to not fear somebody else speaking up and to not fear expressing their self and their either their complaints, their judgment, their worry, or their fear, whatever it was. Because, you know, before that, part of the reason I created so much structure is to fill up space. And when you're not planning anything, the spaciousness is what brings the whole event to life. And in that spaciousness, it can be filled with literally anything. And so I got really comfortable welcoming the triggers and the challenge and the shadow because that's when the biggest breakthrough always happens. And then I no longer feared it, but I welcomed it because I was like, all right, here we go. This is actually what the whole workshop is on. So thank you for bringing it up. Yeah, Yeah, and that goes into... um... We even touched on that for a second when we were just talking about this concept earlier around intuitive leadership and how, and I'll just, I'll just bring back in, you know, that there's nothing wrong with having a structured event and having things that are planned, but often when that moment happens of a person bringing up a thing or something happening that kind of like throws things off, um, I've noticed that people and even even my past tendency in a lot of these cases is to go the is to go one of two ways. One, it could be either that's just an awkward moment where somebody expresses something and it kind of gets it kind of shakes me as a facilitator and then the whole group kind of feels that and we're kind of in this like and eh, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Or it can lead to um, brushing it off. Or just like going past it, being like, oh, okay, I hear you, but we're going to go into this other thing now. Like, oh, I understand that you don't like that we're going to dance, but we're going to dance right now because <laughs> that's what we're going to do. And and then all of a sudden, it's just like acknowledging the need, but not, not even making space for it. Whereas what would it look like? This is on that, that like you said, it takes a really le- a level of comfort in the discomfort, a, co- a level of yeah. comfort in the not knowing of what would it look like to be able to sit and take that in and actually listen to the experience and let go of what we think it's supposed to look like as a plan so that we can go with what it wants to be. Yeah, that's so special. And I and even that's so challenging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I do that even um in lives. Like I, I just went live last night and I started off the live talking about, hey, every single part of me wanted to try to plan out this entire video so that I knew what I was going to say, but that's because I was speaking on a very uncomfortable topic for me. And so I wanted to, that me trying to plan it was almost to like make sure that I could control what it looked like. 
Yeah. Whereas when I actually just allowed myself to speak, speak from the heart to what was really alive in me, that became um, at least what felt and based on people's engagement and stuff in the video, it felt like a much more present tapped in um, experience wow. as opposed to me just showing up, trying to give a speech on some bullet points. For sure. And for me, like what I'm imagining is like a, li- a layer of liberation in that because you're speaking so freely and so intimately. And if I were listening to that, I imagine I would also feel free in doing it myself and actually like giving permission to do that. Cause I think everybody really wants to feel free and liberated in life, in this world. Mm -hmm. Like there's always layers where we keep ourselves from actually doing the things that we want to. And this is just like, these are just like practices for us. I feel like us facilitating in these places without any sort of script, any sort of structure is also like a practice for us and how we actually live our life. Because when we start living our life, like leading our own life, self-leadership, and taking these risks in life and doing these big things in life that are unscripted, unplanned, like I'm about to invest a million dollars into this company and you know, whatever it is, and I'm going big and I'm going in, we have no idea what's going to happen. Or I'm about to dive headfirst into this relationship with this person, Mm -hmm. you know, that I've only known and we're, you know, going here. And these are like such scary risks, but when we can practice these micro versions of taking small risks, even when we speak up about something. I feel like we're training a part of our brain to do that when it comes to really, really important things for our own life. Uh, Everything. Yes. Like everything that you just said. Um, Can I share a little personal, personal story on that too? Like, like to the piece that you even just said about dating, um, full transparency. I know that you know this, but just for anybody listening, in the last five years, I've asked three girls on dates. And out of all those dates, I've been on two of them. And um, I actually just started uh, having a couple dates with, with this new girl in my life. And I expressed to her how dating is such, a, such an edge for me, where I'm like, I don't even know what relationships are supposed to look like. Like my only quote unquote serious relationships were back in high school when there wasn't like a whole lot of depth to them. Like they were, they were fun and they were, they were what they were. But like me as the, as the new person that I am, I was like, I don't know what this is going to look like, but it felt so fun and exciting, you know, like living on that, on that edge for me to be able to go into this also without attachment, like open to just see what comes from it but so unattached where it's like, cause, cause my old pattern was being so afraid of getting rejected or getting hurt, but being able to go into it where I'm like, okay, I'm unattached from the outcome. Meaning I love myself no matter what I'm good. No matter what, I don't need this, but it feels kind of fun. Let's, let's see what happens. And going into that, like you said, bleeds into, I'm going to go invest a million dollars in this new startup or something like that. Or I'm going to go move to this new place and see what happens or, or, you know, fill in the blank with whatever that, that uncomfortable dive into the unknown might be. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. And one thing I want to almost um, deepen for anyone listening, we're talking about like needs and desires. And I know, Eddie, you just said, you know, I was so in love with myself and so good with myself that I didn't need it. 
And I feel like when we're going on this journey of self-love, it starts out by really acknowledging your needs and really meeting your needs. And then you rise into that desire space where you actually let go of the attachment to having any of that. And that's when everything comes. And I feel like that yeah. space is where when you when you evolve and really, really start to love yourself, that's when you can start expanding into these realms of taking risks and doing these things. And, and, and so I don't want to confuse anyone by, oh, we're talking about you need and then you don't need. Well, it's both, actually. There are layers of this. And as you rise and then you've got your needs met and you can trust yourself to ask for what you want, then you start unattaching to even having those needs met. Yep. And then you can start really bringing in everything that you want from that space and taking these I keep talking about taking risks. I feel like it's airy season and I'm kind of in the space of what does it look like to play really big right now? And yeah, this conversation is kind of like bringing me into that place even deeper. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and even, and I don't know if this is off topic, but just to go back to what you were just saying about needs, it's, it's that we have needs, but not that other people need to meet them. I can express, Hey, I have a need to, um, and it, it might sound, it might sound a certain way. Right. But imagine, like you said, with you on that date, the other time, imagine that I was expressing that to you. And I was like, Hey, like I have this need to, um, feel heard, or I want to be able to feel interested in if that person isn't meeting it, that doesn't mean that you go, that you are just stuck with this unmet need. It's like, you get to ask yourself, how can I meet that myself? Do I get to start having a conversation with myself, even as much as that might be weird at a dinner table, but being like, hey, how can I be interested in my own life? Or yeah. I go find somebody else here that might, that might want to talk where I can still find that or yes. taking that, you know, that, that ex specific example might be a weird one, but just like, as we were speaking that's about, <laughs> yeah, no, that's a perfect one where it can be really easy to get, um, almost like codependent on getting that need met. Yeah. Like attached to the outcome. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. when we, when we're like, Oh, you know what? I have this need for such and such a thing and I can go do that on my own. I don't need to mm -hmm. wait for the event to change. If I want to go dance and no dancing's happening, I can go throw in headphones and just go dance in the street. For sure. And then leave space for the highest alignments because after I, well, I didn't speak my truth, yep. but I was like, okay, I'm surrendering here. I would, I don't know what would have happened if I did, but I didn't. And so I decided, okay, well, if I'm not going to get my need met here, I started off with meeting it on my own, meditating. I was like, great, I'm in a blindfolded dinner. Let me just meditate. And then I was like, you know what? There's someone super interesting sitting at this table on the other side of me that I haven't even talked to yet. We got into an incredible conversation and, you know, she was one of the people that wanted to move to Tulum and she was like exploring what that looked like. And for me, it was like a place of being in service and actually like providing her this. It was just, it felt really good to be in that role. And yeah, it's almost like we never know where our highest alignment is when we're so attached to a certain outcome. Yes. Mm -hmm. That. That's, and I was, I was curious about how the rest of that night went for you. And so I'm <laughs> glad, I'm glad that you just completed that story. I'm sure everybody else was a little curious too. Like, <laughs> yeah. I wonder what Chelsea did, <laughs> you know? Yes. There's that, there's that highest alignment. Like, you know what I did during that dinner? I, I sold a $5,000 client and I got so happy and so elated 
And I said something out loud and then everybody started talking with everyone because everyone was, I had, I imagine a lot of people were feeling the same way as me because not a lot of people were talking. It was kind of just them. And so it actually opened up a floodgate for everyone else to talk. So it's interesting how things happen like that. And I, I, I think that when someone speaks up and actually expresses themselves, even though I didn't, I did it in another way with everyone else. And everyone else also met me there. Everyone was kind of feeling that way. It was kind of interesting. Wow. And can I, maybe I wasn't listening clearly here, but when you say that you sold a $5,000 client, was that before, um, was that before or after you had this moment with that guy? It, it, it came in, in my Stripe account during the dinner and I didn't look at my account until towards the end. And then I was like, oh my gosh, wow. And then that sparked the flood of conversation, mm. but it, I, I never ended up saying anything to him until after the dinner. And then he was like, oh wow, I wasn't, you oh, know, okay. and it's just so funny how that happens. Yeah. Well, I was, I was thinking if that was an example, because this is a perfect example of that though. Like imagine that you, there's, there's a few realities that you could jump into in this moment. Yeah. Like, imagine that you're <laughs> so attached to wanting to have your conversation with him that you're just sitting across the table, just kind of like beaming anger at him and like, man, talk to me. I have this need and I need you to do something about it. And you're sitting there. Meanwhile, at the other end of the table, I know you said this is a client that I take it you had had a conversation with earlier, but meanwhile, at the other end of the table, there's someone who's been looking at you all night long and wants to talk with you, and they end up being your next client. I know, right? You're so attached to, to I want to connect with a person and it needs to be this one right here. And I know that we're on a topic that I don't even know how this relates back to intuitive leadership at this point, but like <laughs> being attached to that, as opposed to what happens if you start to open up the perspective, like what else could be here? And then all of a sudden you, you go to meet a person that has been wanting to talk to you, or you go and meet your next roommate or just have a super nourishing conversation and learn a new thing from somebody. 100%. Exactly. It's exactly. It's being in that space of pure potentiality. You're just following the highest alignment. And actually, I think it relates perfectly to intuitive leadership because technically in those moments, we are truly leading ourselves. And if we can't lead ourselves, we're never going to be able to lead other people into that space, right? We're not going to be able to be in a workshop and kind of like, you know, saying, okay, everybody, I'd like you to get really, really vulnerable. If we've never been able to get really, really vulnerable ourselves, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah or, or, or ask people. That's actually a great way to tie that back in too. But if yeah. we can ask people, hey, what's really there? Like, what mm -hmm. are you, what's, what's really underneath what you're saying or how you're, yeah. how you're feeling? Like, what's mm -hmm. present for you? If we can't, we can't expect another person to do that if we don't do that with ourselves. Yeah. And it starts in those, in just those micro moments. Like and the even in the most vulnerable moments, like my fear was so strong that it overpowered my desire to speak up. And there's a part of me that's like, wow, I can't believe I did that. Wow. You know, it's so, ah, oh. but then it also strengthened my, my ability to actually be like, I really want to deepen in even the most vulnerable moments how can I speak my truth then? How can I say it when I really, that my heart is on the line? And I'm like, oh, I have a huge chance of being rejected right now. I really don't know what's going to happen. 
that is when the juiciest moments of life happen. Yeah. For sure. And, you know, sometimes it's not when we're, sometimes it happens when we're not given the space. Because for me, when I'm given the space to speak, it gives me permission to drop into that vulnerability. When I'm not given it, there's also an element of then having to take the space, meaning to request the space mm-hmm. or to ask for it. Mm-hmm. And that is that can be very challenging because it adds an entirely new layer of the vulnerability. You know, it's not necessarily somebody welcoming it and saying, express yourself. It's more like yep. there's something I need to express here. <laughs> yeah. And I think, um, you know, I just want to clarify when we talk about when we say the words leadership, leadership doesn't always mean when you're in a position of leadership or leading an event or leading your team. Leadership starts by like being that leader that can help set a space. And so what I'm what I'm hearing you saying, it's like there's this opportunity where one, if you're in a situation where somebody's actually listening to you and cares about how you're feeling, they're they're being that that leader in that moment to set to set a container that welcomes that. But then when there's the times that that isn't there, then you speaking up in that way, honoring yourself and honoring that need, you're also then the leader and permission slip for other people too. And then mm-hmm. you're creating that kind of container. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I would have been the permission slip to actually welcome that conversation in that moment. And that conversation ended up happening after the dinner. And then it was even deeper and more profound and eye-opening for both of us. Yeah. But if I could have had it during the dinner, I could have created that and created potentially even more joy. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe I wouldn't have signed that $5,000 client. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny how life works. It's always kind of guiding us exactly where we need to go and, there's like a trust that has come with me at least. Mm -hmm. Um, And I relate a lot of that to like living in Tulum because I, I, they call Tulum the land of manifestation. And for those of you who haven't been here, it's a really powerful land where what you speak can manifest really quickly. And I learned that I could actually have the things that I deeply desired without being so attached to them because I just trusted that they would happen if they were meant to. And if they weren't, it was because something better was coming. And I, I before living in Tulum, I didn't have that relationship to life at all. I, I, I was more in the category of, I want this and I'm going to make it happen. You know, it was a little more intense and aggressive, I would say. I had a lot of fire energy. And I have that fire right now, but it's actually surrendered. It's more of a water that's moving through me and I'm just listening to it and taking action on the things that actually really rise to the surface. And I just, it, it, it allowed me to create a different relationship to life. And I'm really grateful for that because I think in the past, um, I don't think I would have had a resolution to this dinner and I was able to because of that relationship to life. Mm. Like in the, my old me would have yeah. not even considered continuing yeah. in that relationship. And the new me said, you know what? This is a, actually completely about me not speaking up for myself. Mm-hmm. And I want to allow for that. Yeah, like being able to have that connection with life. 
an attentiveness to the moment. I'm like, what is this teaching me? Not letting any of those circumstances or times of feeling that like weird uncomfortability, not letting any of that be like, oh yeah, there's something wrong here. I'm not doing something like, like this is just not the right place for me. Like questioning those thoughts and being like, oh, what's actually, what's actually here? What is this teaching me? What's the opportunity? And yeah. the more you can come back to that, the more you can start to put those pieces together. Yeah, yeah. And then almost like view life like a mystery that you're just kind of uncovering with every single step. It's like speaking and giving clues and putting all the clues together, forming this big masterpiece of, oh, wow. And, you know, I love putting meaning to things in life. I really love it. It's something I just have so much joy in. Wow, this means something. And, you know, sometimes it's right, sometimes it's not right. And there's an unattachment there, but there's such a beauty in actually connecting, being able to observe life and actually look down and connect all the dots and see how everything is so interconnected and has a meaning and like tuning into that meaning to get even a greater view for why things are happening and coming into that almost like for me, you know, the self-leadership comes from being able to zoom out and just observe the greater masterpiece that has already been created and is being created, not necessarily the masterpiece that I intentionally am putting in the steps to create. It's almost like, um, like okay, let me just observe what's already happening mm -hmm. and look at that. Mm -hmm. And I love how our conversation on the whole like intuitive leadership has gone into a lot more. What we've really gone into is honoring our needs and trusting mm -hmm. life. Yeah. Our needs and other needs. Mm -hmm. For sure. And I feel yeah. like that's the perfect thing because that's the foundations that lead to that intuition, the trust, and then being attentive to, to the needs in those moments, because it that's, that's what can get us out of the plan and into the intuition, into the listening. Yeah. And then it's almost like the micro experience then can mirror the macro experience because if we can do that and if we can really master that we can trust ourselves to master holding 500 people in a room doing that yep and it's like okay we've done it here now can we do it here and i think that that is you know some people like to start the other way around let me speak on all these stages and get in the room with all these people and and just talk and then it's like okay but have you done it with yourself and have you really mastered it because if it's not embodied why are you speaking on it honestly you know it's just knowledge at that point but can you get it into being embodied wisdom and actually live it as part of your life experience and you know i think that that is what makes a powerful leader as somebody who actually is in integrity with the things that they say and do and feel it's not just about your actions, but it's also about your emotions. Can you also be in integrity with your emotions? You know, do what you say you're going to do and also be who you say you're going to be. And that being includes managing your emotions really freaking well yep. and powerfully. Yeah. And that's, uh, that would be, we could go into that. I don't know how we're, how we are on time, but like that managing of the emotions piece, especially in 
more official leadership positions, like when I'm facilitating an event or something like that, has been such a such a learning process. I'm like, what does it look like to, to honor myself even when I'm holding a container of a hundred people or or something like that? Mm, right? Yeah, and that, that's mm-hmm. that's yeah, that's an, that's an art and a, and a dance in itself too. For sure, for sure. Yeah, it's almost like it does add another layer having other people there. But there is the the starting with self mastery. Like, can you can you be here in this space with yourself and trust that when there's somebody else there that you can respond to the exact same? Like, can you just create that experience now magnified? And yeah. I think we're really fortunate because we spend a lot of our free time putting ourselves in these like containers of practice. Like we're always practicing doing this as much as possible. Like, okay, how can we go to another workshop to practice communicating, practice honoring our needs, practice, you know, speaking our desires, practice, you know, we're in that space. Some like to call it the Tantra space, you know, really being in that space of, honoring ourselves fully and being fully in you know alignment with the divine masculine feminine mm-hmm. but yeah i think um we're really fortunate because i don't think a lot of people around the world have the awareness that that even exists <laughs> yeah and i'll even add um because i really appreciate that you spoke into that too For anybody listening right now that maybe hasn't been in one of those spaces, if you're listening to this, and I know that's not going to be everybody, but if you're listening to this and you're saying like, man, I've never been to some of these workshops you guys are talking about or wherever I'm living, there isn't that. um, Let this conversation be that workshop for you. As you're hearing Chelsea and I talk about this, you're already getting to, you're getting this insight into what some of the, the, what some of that work looks like and then your opportunity to go do that is in your life you don't need to go to a workshop to to learn how to speak up for your desires it's learn learn to acknowledge it just on those moment-to-moment basis with yourself and then start to speak it in your own relationships and because that is where um you the most of the learning happens with this where it becomes a truly embodied thing it's not something that you could just listen to a podcast or go to this workshop to do and then it doesn't ever like change your life like you get to actually bring it into where to everything else you're doing you get to bring it into your business conversations or your at your work you get to bring it into your relationships or your friends um and it and that practice in itself can change the entire game you'll witness your entire reality start to shift as your relationship dynamics change. And as, as the things that are in your life that don't feel good, start to be addressed, it'll make space for what really does feel good. And that full fuck yes to come through. Mm -hmm. Mm, I love that you said that. I love that. Yeah. And if you're in a city where you really do want to go to one of these workshops Find some people, maybe it's on Instagram, maybe it's in a, an ecstatic dance. That's usually a great place where a lot of people that go to ecstatic dance are doing this work. But find Or a yoga studio. Just find some sort of connection that can guide you. And you could even say, I'd like to go to a workshop on communication or on you know, emotional mastery or on tantra, right? The path of non-duality, the path of relating, 
And these are all little keywords that you can use. And maybe some people are listening to this and you've mastered that space. And if that's you, you know, find those people that are seeking this because just there's so many people in the world that don't even know that this exists. And it's really easy for us as facilitators to one, forget that. And two, to get really comfortable inside of our community and our bubbles and kind of forget that there's a world out there of people who are actually like seeking this and wanting it. And it sometimes just takes us to kind of shift, you know, open into serving a a bigger community. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Like it starts with you. That's leadership. It starts with you. If, If the situation that you're in doesn't already welcome it, welcome it for yourself Mm -hmm. and witness that it starts a fire and it can spread in in ways that you won't ever see coming the more that you start to be willing to be the one that goes first and jump into that unknown beautiful it starts with you (laughs) and on that note everyone thank you so much for listening addy thank you for being here Uh, it's always such a pleasure having you on this podcast and going really deeply into these topics with you. And Addie, how can people find you? Yeah, the best way is Instagram, actually, as we're in that conversation. My handle is Eddie Evolves. That's E-D-D-I-E-E-V-O-L-V-E-S. And I love diving into these conversations. Obviously, a lot of my content touches on this. And a lot of the work that I do with people is around specifically that aspect around like living a full fuck yes life which starts with honoring your needs and really acknowledging all of the things that don't feel like the yes and being able to let those things go so that, like I said, you have room to let that in. Um, And so, like I said, whether it's my content or any of the work that I do one-on-one or in groups with people, um, I would love to connect with any of you that are feeling that, with any of you that do feel that call. Amazing. So for everyone listening, go to Eddie Evolves Instagram, watch all of his video reels. He has amazing videos on there. All of his lives are on there. You can go ahead and subscribe to this podcast, leave a review. It helps out the podcast immensely so I can continue creating content and inviting incredible people like Eddie to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time.